Feel This with Frank and Jess. Welcome to Feel This, a series of experiential conversations between me, Jessica Olbers-Singleton, and Frank D'Amato, where we explore trauma, healing, and awakening through the lens of relationship. Can we hear our authentic desires? How do we trust that spark of excitement sourced in our body's experience of the present moment? After a four-minute meditation, Today, we question the shoulds coming from our societal conditioning and look more closely at our wants. So feel this. All right. All right, here we are. Welcome. Good to see you today. And it's good to, to be here with everyone listening. I'm excited to have an opportunity to uh, connect with you all and uh, explore the nature of consciousness. Uh, together, I was um, thinking this morning, coming into this, uh, the phrase of like, uh, kind of like a speaking meditation, uh, the practice of what we're doing is kind of like a meditative com- communication, meditative conversation, consciousness exploration. So. Let's take this time to bring some presence to the now, beginning with noticing our breath and quickly from there, bringing awareness to our awareness itself. This energy that we take for granted in almost nearly each moment, there is this amazing thing called awareness, which lights up everything in our consciousness. And we could also focus that awareness or that consciousness on particular things. So we'll start with just bringing our awareness down in and around the heart. Just starting with the physical heart, noticing the heartbeat. Opening from there to the emotional heart, just getting a sense from that heart area, uh, just how we're feeling in this now. And and you, just me, and you, the listener, just kind of opening up to that sense of how you're feeling entering into this moment. Just noticing whether there's excitement, irritation, calm, curiosity getting a sense of the feeling tone in your body and your nervous system. We're also gonna kind of invite in some mental energy, um, see if there's any parts of us that have something that they want to bring forward. Could be something in your life, could be something important to you, 
maybe if this is you, the listener, maybe it's, you know, maybe there's something troubling you or that's, it's my call a preoccupation, something you're holding on to. Just bringing some awareness to that, to the parts of you, the aspects of you that are preoccupied with that. And just seeing what it would be like to have them kind of sit next to you during this podcast and kind of listen, give you some space. And just see if you go on this sort of experiential meditative journey with us and kind of check in at the end if, if anything, any energy around what you're preoccupied sh shifts at all. You can just get curious about that. Yeah, so meanwhile, Justin and I are going to check in around what is showing up for us here in the in the now. And do you want to flip a coin, Jess? <laughs> I'll just say hello, hello. And I think I checked in last time, so maybe I'll let you check in first. I think that would be pretty cool. Yeah. Um, well, the first thing that comes up when I whenever I lead meditations in any stretch there completely uh, unscripted, although there's stuff that I do habitually, um, just because those are my habits of paying, of how I pay attention, like bringing awareness to the heart or the belly. Um, it's always something quite new. And this, the things that were coming forward. So this is okay. So this is an exploration of consciousness. And I, my intention here is to make my internal process of consciousness as transparent as I possibly can. And I'm speaking to you really from the witness of my own consciousness evolving and displaying itself in the moment. And when I'm in that kind of witness engaged consciousness, I doesn't really feel like I'm doing anything. I'm more witnessing what's happening. So just to name that's where I'm speaking from right now is just like, let me just be really transparent. And so I start to go into that meditation, uh, bringing awareness to that. And then that this energy of curiosity about the listener starts to arise. And this energy of, you know, I was saying, oh, Jess, what's here for you? You know, you and I, meaning like, what might we like to talk about? But then I was like, oh, there's this voice like, what about the listener? And what are they holding? And they certainly don't have anything they want to talk about necessarily. Maybe they do, but, you know, they're not going to have the opportunity like we do. So there's this little shift of like, oh, if I were in the audience, typically one of the things I do is once in a while, like if I have something that's on my mind, quote to speak, you know, parts are active around something, I will kind of bring them forward and get some space from them, but kind of like engage in something with them, like maybe play the piano with the awareness that these parts are bothered by something and, and kind of have them present, not taking over, but present and so in a way, it's kind of like being really conscious about like, oh, this is the thing that bothers me and almost channeling their energy into whatever activity, maybe even dishes, maybe even playing the piano. Um, and I can imagine it happening with many things. So that, that just flash of a thought popped, popped into my mind. And I was just like, oh, I wonder, I wonder if that's possible for the audience, you know, for someone. So just naming like what's here for you and then naming, okay, what? what is it like when you start to listen and then checking in after like, you know, did any of the energy around what you were holding shift or open up or in any way, even though the content of what we're talking about might not directly connect. That was all happening. 
but there was a, like an anxiousness in me as it started to happen because I was like, I don't really know where this is going. I feel that anxiousness a little bit right now because what I'm saying right now, I have not really tried to articulate before. So there's a particular energy when I feel free to express something that I haven't. It's kind of like uh, bumbling around in the dark and just saying, well, I'm just going to throw what's in. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just, like I said, making what's happening in my consciousness as transparent as possible. And some of the content that's in there is not fully formed or fully, you know, it's, it's like I'm feeling around in the dark and naming what I'm naming. And some of it will get more clear as I walk through it, which I know, but um, so that's happening. <laughs> that's, that's all what I'm aware of while just doing the meditation itself. I'm aware there was some energy in me because the last session I felt went so, the last podcast went really well from my perspective um, in terms of flow, in terms of, and what I noticed was I had brought some things that I wanted to talk about that brought them, you know, kind of like, okay, I have these things kind of like in my pocket and they were easy to connect to you and, and talk about them. So then I had a part that was like, I should <laughs> do that again. And if you're listening, anytime one of us say the word should, there should be like a little light goes on that goes, oh, <laughs> awareness moment. Time, you right. know, time to be aware that, that there's a part there that's got some agenda. And that doesn't mean it's wrong or bad. It just means I want to be really aware and conscious of it because that can, that can, being driven by that unconsciously can get me in all kinds of places I may not want to go. Uh -huh. um, it's a sure sign of some type of unquestioned indoctrination happening when, when that word should is around. So I immediately go, oh, so there was this like, I should do that energy. And that may be a helpful guidepost. I don't know, but I was aware of that. And I don't have a list of things. <laughs> So I have the, I have the one, I have the voice that's saying I should be doing something. And I have the voice that's saying, I didn't do it. I'm, yeah. I didn't do my homework. <laughs> I'm bad. So those things are there. I'm naming a bunch of stuff. And uh, there's some di family dynamics that I think would be really interesting to explore. And I think I would be open to exploring them. Although it immediately brings up a part that's like, are you sure, you know, how personal do you want to get? Not more that that just gets me in the weeds of like questioning that, which then leads me to a place of like being unsure. And I also feel excited. So <laughs> I'm going to stop there and, and see what comes up for you. Oh man, it's funny. Um, normally, uh, you know, you do the meditation and then I check in first and then you get to respond to my check-in and we're off and running. And I'm like, wow, listening to a check-in, there's like so much there. It's a lot to, so I feel really happy to be here. Happy to hear your check-in. The thing I kept coming back to as you were checking in was this sense of awareness around when you were describing your process for talking us through the meditation and I've been thinking, what would be involved in doing the meditation that feels a little overwhelming? It feels um, something I don't really know that I have skills at. And I've been watching like my beliefs about that and what it might take to do it. And so hearing you describe the process was really interesting to me. 
I kept thinking of, as you were describing the meditation, as you were checking in, two things. One is that there's this assumption maybe, or uh, such a deep understanding. This is how I see it. I'm happy to be wrong about this, but such a deep understanding in your system that you are not your parts and that you can be with them. And you understand that like being with them is there's this other ground from which you experience the world that the parts are a part of. And, um, and you're nodding your head. So I'm, I'm vaguely on the right track here. Yeah. And I, I still feel like that is new ground for, I don't know that, that I, I believe it's not true for me. I do believe that what you're describing is true for me. I just, from a consciousness place, don't have as much familiarity to fall back into it. And so I watch what, you know, maybe prevents me from that or what, what other beliefs kind of come in and come forward. I even try to describe that part. And I don't want to necessarily get into what happens for me when I think about doing a meditation or what happens when I try to do, you know, talk out loud a meditation that seems beside the point at this moment. But I was just thinking of like the, the higher level thinking that's happening, even that aside, or maybe in addition to that, the higher level processing, I don't know if that's even thinking, that's I am aware of what you're saying. I am aware of what my parts are thinking or feeling, but then I'm also aware of this sense of awareness. I'm aware of my feelings, which are for me, and maybe this is just the truth of it, they're centered in my body. And so being able to tune in to that, which is a nonverbal experience, mm -hmm. and then translate it into a verbal thing. And I was just like sort of feeling this awe as you were checking in, and, and part of that was describing the meditation, part of it was just your check-in in general of like, this is some high level shit we're doing here. <laughs> as far as like just the ability to like make these points of translation to make sense of it. And um, I felt a lot of compassion for the parts of me that feel mm. sometimes that I can't do it or I don't do it well. I felt compassion for listeners who may be being introduced to all kinds of, you know, new ideas that are just like, wait, what? Um, and, and what's coming to my mind right now is a friend of mine has listened to one of our podcasts that we, um, we haven't published yet at this point, but we're sharing, you know, a version of this. And he said that listening to us, what he liked that listening to us was like, it was like listening to improv. Mm. Like, like when, like there's the content we talk about and that's one thing, but when we are really in our own experience and communicating that with each other and responding to each other's in the moment experience that it was like, he said it was like, it reminded him a little bit of improv. And I just loved that. It was like, mm -hmm. in my mind, I decided it was like emotional improv. Um, and, <laughs> and I imagined I've never done improv, but I imagined that you're very much in the moment, like super in the moment. Mm -hmm. And so um, that just felt really exciting and and good to me to hear that and to connect to that word. So anyway. Yeah. Yeah. That feels, that feels really good. Um, hearing you speak for your, you know, what your friend said about 
hearing the podcast, it dropped me into more presence in the moment and more desire to stay in that space of being really attuned to what's happening in the moment, particularly relationally. With that, when you were talking about how you, just the energy that comes up for you around thinking about doing a meditation, but just thinking about the process of you looking at my consciousness and being like, okay, this is what's happening inside. You know, you're hearing where I am and seeing where, seeing it from the outside and then, and then kind of seeing where you, you kind of get it, but kind of don't in certain ways, or you have parts that don't that kind of blend with you. Is that right? Did I kind of encapsulate yeah. that correctly? Yeah. 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 I think so. Mm-hmm. Um, mostly <laughs> well, yeah, enough. yeah, good enough. Um, what that brought up in me was this part that was like, how do I, ex- there's a little part that's like, how do I explain it? Um, not a strong energy, but that's there or like wants to, there's a desire to, there's a desire, there's this desire, authentic desire. Um, it's a, a phrase I use, an authentic desire to kind of bridge the gap. But then there's this looking of like, unsure I don't have the, like, I can almost see a a psychic hand (laughs) grasping for something and doesn't, can't quite grasp it. Meaning like, where do I, I don't know where to go to explain it, but that's okay. What happens in me, I continue to stay with the thing you're saying, which I stay in the experience. And there were some words that were coming to me, which was like, really, and this felt like what I wanted to highlight was what's happening inside me is I have a complete trust and kind of yielding that has grown over time from, from experience uh, to experience in the moment. I'm using that word differently. Like I'm using experience in my experience of in the past to be experiential, to have the actual experience in the moment of what's being of of what's happening right now. So while you're speaking, I don't have this anxious part that's like, I've got to understand and grasp. I don't have to listen from a mental place. I'm listening from an embodied place. I'm literally like paying attention to what happens as your voice hits my ear. I'm like feeling your voice hit me. I'm paying attention to my heart and my belly. And I'm trusting my body is understanding what you're saying to some degree, right? Like, and I, and I'm also trusting what's more important is my being, and this is what I call presence, right? Like this quality of like really being present to myself. And, and by, even when I say that right now, I feel it start to happen. Like, oh, you were going up in your mind a little bit. My eyes were open looking at you. And then as I said, the word Mm -hmm. presence my eyes closed. I felt my awareness just start to settle into my body. And I noticed how quickly I was talking and I can just, now my body starts to relax. And there's not a voice that's telling me, oh, Frank, pay attention to your body, slow down. It's just happening, <laughs> right? Like, oh, wait, there's this, this way, like, oh, I'm, you know, it's like going into this dream of being in this part and speaking at this cognitive level, which is great. And then all of a sudden this awareness comes and I just start to settle back down into my body and, I, and I'm grounded again. And it's this movement of, you know, it's kind of like waves, you know, like where I'm, 
oh, and now I'm back and I'm grounded and I'm awake and I'm aware. And there is this, the word is fealty, I guess that's coming, you know, like to the experience of the now, being as close to this experience in the now as possible, because it's been my experience that the more I be present to the now, the more everything starts to fall into place. My relationships, if I'm trying to work something out, if I can be really present to it in the now, that's where things start to shift, not by my mental parts of how to change myself, right? It, it just starts to happen more naturally. So I'm going to stop there. I said a lot of things. Uh, they were great. There were a lot of great things that really, like, I felt a lot of appreciation in my system for your ability to verbalize that. And I felt a lot of appreciation in my system for the way that your ability to do that is taught, not taught, hmm, let me see, invited my system to know the truth of what you're describing and to find the ground in it to, as you were describing it, what came to me in a content way, because I think I was thinking of it just as we were switching from me talking to you talking was what I hadn't said in my check-in, which was um, about what we left at the end of the last thing, which the, was the possibility of talking about my retreats. That was one mm -hmm. of the things we had seeded. And I felt in my system an excitement about that and a concern that I might not be able to re-enter my excitement around talking about that. It felt so real and present at the end of last time. And in this kind of sense of, am I going to be able to return to that? And as you were describing the process of returning to, to sort of drop down from the brain's thinking response to a more felt knowing, I felt my own system kind of calm around the deep knowing I have of the experience of being on a retreat. It was like, it was like, as you were describing it, I felt myself drop into the practice around that because that had been on my mind. It had been up here on my mind. And then I returned, I feel more fully to what you were saying and my own embodied knowing. And I felt so much relaxation and calm in returning to that space. And I heard a part came forward that asked, or maybe maybe told me, this part said, why can't you do this in other places yet? And it wasn't a blaming or, I mean, I guess there's some critical thinking in that, but it was like this, this awareness. It was like this part is going to stand to the side and take some notes that I feel like what this part does is it helps to draw, like it helps to thread together and try to slowly draw together things that can learn from each other. Mm. Um, and it did it in a very gentle way. It was like, mm. oh, I have so much appreciation in my felt system that here is a place where I know this and can practice this. And then it sort of came in just side by side with this sense of awe that like you can do this with people who can't do this. Like you can still enter into the space even when maybe, I, and it wasn't like up on a pedestal. It was just like, one day I'll be able to do this with people who can't do this kind of a hopeful energy of I'd like to know how to speak with people who are not practicing this also without having my belly tighten and my mind come forward to try and help regulate them 
Like that's one of my habits in my system is if I regulate the person I'm with, then maybe I can feel more relaxed. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, go ahead. I'm, I'm laughing because that's what's happening in me very, very at a minor level right now. So oh, I was wow. just noticing, I just right at the end, when you said, yeah. when you were talking about the part of you that wants to know how to do that, that wants to like, and as soon as I was hearing that, Mm. I start to become really, really blended in that moment. I really hear it. It's like, I hear what you don't get. And I feel this internal pressure to, to help you get it. Like, oh, I've got to figure out, I've got to say something. I've got to wave some magic wand here, right? There's this little internal pressure. But I have to wave this magic wand so that Jess can get this because it's almost like there's this almost sense of like, if... And this is all unconscious, right? And um, it's good to, expo- to explore this belief that's, that's driving this uh, mental energy part. There's a kind of, and I'm exploring this in the moment as it's coming up, there is this felt belief, like if you, here it is, if you, if you don't get something and I do, then therefore I am responsible to help you get it. Because just, that's it, right? Like I... I know how to do calculus. You don't. And you're here going, I want to know calculus. That's it. I've got to, I've got to try to figure out how to teach you calculus right now. <laughs> and as I say that, I can see like the wild assumptions and slight absurdity in that. Right. Um, and there was this little moment of like, oh, wait a minute. Like I can feel in my body. It's like my body was pulled to try to look, start to grasp to how do I explain how for you to get from where you are to where I am, like it's my job. (laughs) And then there was this little moment of like, wait, no, no one's, you know, wait, I don't think anyone's, I don't think Jessica's asking for that necessarily. And sure, while some part of you might, but that's not happening here. Like, hold on, you know, like Jessica's just speaking through where she is. So I was just noticing where my own nervous system gets activated and I could go back into the past and talk about I already I'm you know I already have a sense of where that comes from in my past although it's not it's helpful to have that and it can be helpful for healing but I've also come to see that that's not entirely necessary I I prioritize experience in the moment so meaning it's more essential for my healing to pause right now as I'm doing and kind of breathe in this moment just feel what's happening in my body that's of primary importance rather than digging into the past to find, oh, wait, oh, that's like my mom. That's my mom thing, blah, blah, blah. I could do that. There's nothing wrong with that. And that could be really helpful. That's another option. But that's a more helpful option, I think, if I'm by myself or with a practitioner therapist, right? I'm in relationship with you right now. And we could go there mutually together. But there is this more priority of being present in this now because that's where you are, right? And I'm you know, so if I'm in connection with my nervous system in this now, right now, I'm looking at you, you're nodding your head, your eyes are on me. Okay, we're connected. That's, that's what's happening right now. So I'll pause now and see what's happening. Yeah, gosh, as you were talking, I had a had a moment. So I'm really listening. And then had this moment, this part came forward really strong. And it was like, I want to talk about the word just, it has this thing, it wants to talk about the word just, and then I want to talk about retreats. Right. Mm-hmm. And it was like, I'm going to have to interrupt Frank and we're going to have to like, uh-huh. we don't do that here. We just go with the flow and we see what's next. Okay. So 
I just sort of, I was like, thank you guys. Okay. Just, you know, step right over here, here there. And then I thought of this thing you said earlier, you said an authentic want. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, this is so interesting. And then I was, I came fully back, I think mostly fully back to what you were saying. And I could, what I imagined, because it comes to me in visuals is you're going down a path um, mm-hmm. and the, the path is the flow. It's the flow of the nouns. Here's where you are on the path. And for me, that, that authentic one that said, I want to talk about the word just, I want to talk about retreats. It came and kind of stood in front of me and it was the authentic want. And I had to kind of, what it felt like was I had to stop on my own path. And like, that was really strong. And so that's what was getting my attention and energy. Mm-hmm. And then as, as I was returning and, and then seeing you on your path, it was like the, the sort of things that come along on the path, the branches mm-hmm. or the rocks or the other people you're passing. It's a gentler experience. They don't necessarily, I don't know if this is true, but this is what I imagine. They don't necessarily get in front of you and say, you can't walk any further till you till you, or they do there. It's just a moment. And then, and then you keep moving, you keep coming back to the flow. And I did the same thing. So I'm not even saying you did it and I didn't, mm-hmm. but, but listening to you and, and how you said, here's this, 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 something's inviting me into the past as a way of understanding or explaining or exploring. And you named that, that invitation into the past as an experience in the present. Mm-hmm. Right. This is what's on the path right right now. And by naming it and giving it your attention, the flow, as I experienced it, the flow continued. And then also naming the connection here with with me, which is a part of what's happening here in the moment and and your your flow. It's a big part of it. Right. So anyway, that's that was and hopefully if you're a listener, what I'm saying (laughs) is making vague sense that that there I, I guess what I felt as I was having all of this experience, I felt that there was nothing wrong with the, I don't know, so-called interruptions in my own system that say, mm-hmm. I want to talk about this, right? Mm-hmm. Because there was, I didn't name it, but there was a slight part that kind of countered in and was like, that's not what we do here. That's mm-hmm. not what we're talking about. That might hurt Frank's feelings. That might mess up the flow, right? Like it was kind of like it had a little bit of a We'll deal with that strong energy by mm-hmm. criticizing it off the bat. <laughs> doesn't work. Doesn't work. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. But what you're doing right now does, which is because mm-hmm. all of it is the path. So, like, you know, like, oh, everything you're naming right now, that's it all is. So, that's, that's so uh, perfect. I feel, yeah, I feel a lot of lightness in my body, in my energy. It's kind of centered around my chest. One thing when you were kind of addressing the listener, which I always appreciate, there was a little voice in me that was coming up and that was, we all, I don't know, we, there's an IFS internal family systems phrase that we say a lot, like, oh, does that make sense? You know, it's kind of way of from your part to, from yourself to your part, does that make sense? This idea of making sense, that's, it's a, a trope I use a lot, a phrase I use a lot, but there's also a part of me that's holding back. So you said, I hope this makes sense to people. And I had a little voice in me that was, you know what? Don't even worry about it making sense. (laughs) Worry, don't even worry, but just put your awareness more in your actual experience in the moment. Because that's what I'm doing. I'm, as I'm listening to you, I'm not trying to make so much sense of what you're saying, but I'm trying to stay really 
in touch with my own in the moment experience of what you're saying and what's happening for me as you're saying it, which is often way more energetic and embodied and, and sometimes visual. And so I'll, I'll, and what I mean by that is when you were speaking about the kind of the winding path of the conversation and what you saw in me and how that reflected back to you and your parts, I have this authentic desire to speak about a couple of things. One, I want to say there's this excitement in me. I get excited because that is so vital. Like that's what we want. We want to know what the authentic desire is. That's, it comes up as a spark. You know, there's no shoulding. There wasn't a should, I should talk about this. It just, the body is just like, there it is, right? Your face is lighting up and smiling, right? There it is. So we really want to, and this is my teacher part, right? We really want to get familiar with that, what that feels like that sensation, you know, when you have this authentic spark of desire, because it is so vital to living a happy and fulfilled life. Like we really want to nurture those desires. Of course, now we have these parts, these manager parts that will immediately come behind it and then evaluate the worth and the appropriateness of that desire, which is exactly what happened, right? Like, oh, I have this desire and this part's like, I don't think that's not what we do here, but like it's, and it's got this part of you, but this part of us, all of us have that part. And it, it always has, it's very helpful. It's really important, right? Because if we didn't have that part, we would just be impulse machines and we would, you know, we wouldn't have a little bit of a higher sense of consciousness about how our behaviors in the now impact us over the long term. But we really need to embrace this relationship between our authentic desires in any particular moment and the parts of us that are evaluating, categorizing, judging the appropriateness of those desires and how what to do with them. Right. They 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 tend to have a little bit more of the control over the executive functioning. One's like an impulse and the other is more executive. Right. So that moment is so important and what we because we really want to have a felt sense of what those authentic desires are so we can sh- sort out the difference between an authentic desire and the should, right? And so that we just understand where those are coming from, right? It really helps us just understand what's happening in our in-the-moment consciousness so that we can help our parts kind of sort out because what is necessary to happen is this really beautiful dance between those two. It's the dance. I think this is a this actually thinks it goes back to a Freudian phrase, um, which I, one of the few that I like, I think, I, I think, oh, I wish I can get it. It says something like the, the human dilemma, and I'm roughly paraphrasing, is between being in what we want and what we should want, what we believe we should want, right? And this is, this is really like right there every moment we have a natural desire and then we're immediately like, should I have that? Should, is that good? Okay, so I said a lot. I got a little self-conscious at the end. <laughs> I'm noticing my heartbeat, noticing my belly. I want to connect to you and see where you are with this because you had some specific things your parts want to talk about, but I, I just added a whole bunch of layers on top of that with my little teaching moment. <laughs> I love the teaching moment. It was wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. And your self-conscious moment, like as soon as you said, I'm feeling self-conscious, like I, I just felt so much care and was I was feeling myself like leaning toward you wanting at a part that wanted to that really resonated so whenever I want to quote something I get very self-conscious and um, I don't know if it was that or or what but I felt like your teaching parts were just I, I feel 
a gladness for the listener. I feel a gladness for your ability to, to put that into words and to bring people along and maybe open their awareness to things that are happening in a way that is non-judgmental, that is making space for everything. That feels really important. It's, it, it feels, I'm having one of these moments where I'm like, I can feel how good and important it is. And my brain has completely forgotten what you were even talking about. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> so deeply in the felt experience. I don't even know what the content is anymore. So maybe that means it's a, a moment to, to potentially shift to something else. I don't know. <laughs> That's what I was feeling actually. And okay. I had a little part that was like, okay, so there's my little table minder part. I have two, well, two things that are directly on the table that I see most clearly. And I have a third that I have a part that wants to bring in. So one, the two things you mentioned, the retreat, your, your authentic desire that you brought forward, you know, now I, I did my little commentary on how important that is. And now we get to like, okay, yeah, let's, let's bring those parts forward. Oh, okay. Okay. Four things. But actually I do want to, <laughs> I want to muddle through this part because while you were talking through that, I was having this really interesting experience in my consciousness, which is I start to envision, I have a vision of what you're saying, right? Like, and it's not, it's like, I start, I'm processing what you're saying through this vision. And so we were talking about the path. And so I started to imagine or see us on the path walking through woods. I was up, up walking up ahead and going, oh, I'm over here. And you saw some plants that you were like, real, oh my God, look at those. They're, they're off the path that we're on. And Frank's about eight feet ahead. What do I do with that, right? And that's what I was seeing this moment. But I, what was interesting was at the beginning, the path was set, right? Like you're walking through the woods, there's a path, right? So it's, it is a path and we're walking, we're either on the path or we're off the path, right? Yeah. You're, you're with me there. Oh, yeah. But what happened was when you were like, oh, look over here and you had this authentic desire and you started to name it, the path started to change. The path started to become what you were looking at. The awareness itself was redefining the path. So now all of a sudden we were on a path and then you turned over here and start to name it. And I start to hear your awareness and your authentic desire. And all of a sudden it was like the path was literally lighting up and changing as we were looking at it, right? And as you were naming it, the path was forming. And I was getting this sense of this is the unfolding nature. I was very aware. This is what's happening in consciousness. Like, ah, wherever we go, there we are, you know, and bringing awareness to it. When, once, we, once we see the awareness as it lights up what we're talking about, it becomes the path itself, right? And there's this beautiful, wow. And the path itself is unfolding before us, right? Like we're not choosing it and it's not a, and it's not in a way exactly predefined right like or we think it's predefined like i think the path is going over here but then your awareness goes here and something starts to light up you speak for authentic desire you were saying this and now my awareness starts to perk up and i go oh the path is here now and oh and it's you and i together consciousness our consciousness coming together the energy and now it's like oh what so now my now, if we continue the metaphor, I'm coming to where you are energetically and going, oh, now what's the path? And that's what's happening here, right? Like I really like, oh, that was the authentic desire. I know that, that that is a fruitful path. I know there's good things on that path, right? Yeah. I was having the experience you sometimes describe that and my mind was really 
getting kind of jazzed up by the content of what you were saying. And mm -hmm. I became aware of that. And I dropped back into my body's experience. And what I felt was that in some part, what you were saying is rather than this is the path and this isn't, that is a binary, right? It's a, it's a, it's a dual experience. Instead, it's like just that sense that wherever I, wherever we, okay, so I'm going to back up. I'm going to go back to the thing you said at the beginning, near the beginning of last time at the end of our podcast recording, you suggested some things we could talk about this time and that you came in with a little awareness of like a, a should, you should have things, right? So I'm imagining like that's a, a kind of a dual you know, a right, wrong, you know, there's mm -hmm. a little bit of energy. And so, oh, this, this is the podcast path, right? Mm -hmm. We know the path. We're going to take the path. Great things going to happen on the path. <laughs> and um, <laughs> of course, we know that's when we drop in into the moment, the path is wherever our awareness goes, but it's not just my awareness and it's not just your awareness. It's like this, this thing we're creating together. Mm -hmm. And that felt really good because I can apply that to my real life. When I go hiking by myself, I have a very different experience than when I go hiking with someone and I become very conscious. What is my pace? Am I walking too fast? Am I walking too slow? Am I stopping too often? Am I not stopping often enough? Right. I get really like, <gasps> I'm doing it wrong. And so the description you were just creating, and I suppose you could do this with any, anything you're doing with someone mm -hmm. else is like, we are actually creating this together. We're mm -hmm. actually like, literally this path is revealing itself. This, this whole experience is being created in the moment by us. And from that space, things become very non-dual. There is no wrong way to That's do it. it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Very gentle pocket um, yeah, well, th these last couple of turns of the conversation around the path and then discovering it's like, oh, the path is here, you know, the path is evolving. And I've been sitting with this, you know, the word creation and this kind of dual, dualized energy around it, not dual, um, on one side, we are creating right? That uh, it's like a verb, like I am the actor, we are creating this thing. And at the same time, there's this energy of discovering, which does, so that in some ways it doesn't, in some ways it does feel like creating, in some ways it does not feel like creating in that it feels like I am being created or being, you know, I am discovering and being discovered, right? Like there's I start to shift into this non, very non-dual presence where I'm just in, I'm not quite sure if I'm the ground or the figure, right? Like I'm just moving in and out of those very seamlessly. Like I'm speaking and receiving and my mind was like sitting in the, you know, straddling that line of creating or being, or being created or discovering what is, creating what is, I was thinking of sculpting and you kind of take away what, take away what is, what is not the piece and you, you get, you remain what is there. And, you know, in a way you're just taking, you're just creating by taking things away in a way. So I don't know, I was just kind of, I don't know, meditating or sitting in the energy of, wow, this, yeah, this feels like an emerging 
non, not really directing it. And yet there is some hand that is gently steering the wheel very gently at times, which is just the dropping into the moment, the dropping into experience, right? That's just the hand that's gently touching the wheel or the recognition of, oh, authentic desire, important, move towards that and then letting go and then watching it. It's it's like the part of the mind that knows to recognize something valuable and says, oh, there's, there's this beautiful flower in the forest. But then when you see it, you want to let go and experience it fully, right? So there's this quick recognition. Oh, authentic desire. Oh, that's something I want. Okay, let me, let me go towards that and let me take it in and experience it and kind of drink that in. It's this nourishing energy. So all of that you had two of those <laughs> and I just wanted to add another mm-hmm. one. I have yeah. a, an authentic uh, desire to, to talk about or that's been emerging as we're talking. And it, it did come up in my meditation this morning, as I was thinking about the podcast, which is just our relationship. And it's been, you mentioned it briefly or while you were talking today, you said, you know, there are many things happening here. And one of which is our relationship. That's important too, you know, and there's an aspect of me that is tracking that or aware of that all the time, curious about that and how it influences all the time. It's, it's my authentic connection facilitator brain. Like it's just what's happening at the relational level. And it is because so, it is so in the now, it is so important. So anyway, there's something in me that, I don't have anything in in particular about our relationship. There are little things that are popping up about I'm becoming aware of how I relate to you and how you relate to me and how, but there's this (laughs) desire, interest, curiosity, sense of value in just exploring that kind of openly here. So those are the things I see right now. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to get to the just and we're going to get to the retreat. It'll happen. It may not happen even today, but <laughs> well, I'll just say, actually, I think I can maybe, maybe just have a kind of a, a response and maybe, maybe we move on. We'll see, but I feel really good about you naming that not in a like, Oh, I was waiting for him to name, you know, it wasn't, it was more like, Oh, that just like popped out of nowhere. It felt so surprised. It felt a surprise to my system. I remember earlier when I named our relationship, your face lit up a while back. And I remember thinking, I wonder, wonder what happened inside Frank mm. just then. And then we moved on. And so for you to come back and name that, it feels like, I feel like this gentle, um, open curiosity that is like, oh, now that we've named that, it will naturally have a space, more space. Mm to be named when it makes sense to name it. And it doesn't feel like, oh, this is something to figure out, or this is something to take out a microscope. And, and you know, I don't feel any forced energy. It's more like, oh, how exciting. And also I did feel when you said something about your authentic communication facilitator, authentic connection, I'm getting connection, the two C's yeah. mixed up. Which connection. One? connection, connection, thank you. Authentic connection facilitator, I imagined our group setting, which we haven't ever really talked about too specifically in here. Maybe one day we'll we'll do that. But I felt that normally in that space, there's a group of people. And I was like, oh, here it's just me and it's just you. And so there was a little bit of like a, a shyness, like, 
like um, when a little kid walks into a room full of people and hides behind their their parents' leg, I felt myself being like, like what what's he gonna see? What's it? What does it mean to <laughs> to have that just here? Even though it's not a room full of people, it's actually just me and just you. And something in me felt like I guess the the intimacy of that and that felt a little scary. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Mm. As you say that, it, it drops into a little tenderness in me. I feel a little tenderness towards you, um, towards my own little ones who very much like to hide behind their parents' leg um, and under the table in social settings. And there was every, you know, whenever I hear about a fear like that, I get really curious to hear more about it. And there's a softness. It's like, does it feel okay to to ask what the fear is, would that be okay to explore? Yeah. I mean, I have a part of me that's like, we're getting off track, again, <laughs> but this is, this is, this is, this the, is track. the track, right? <laughs> yeah. What I can feel is my norms that I grew up with, which is rules about being in relationship and how close you can be to some, to another, any other individual, what you're allowed to name, what you're not allowed to, to name. And so the fear is naming that we, in, in, a, in a more direct way, that we affect each other, that we matter to each other, that we are, but there's not like this sense that this is what I bring and then this is what you bring. It's that this is what we bring together. And looking at that directly feels intimate. Why is that scary mm -hmm. though? I guess what I'm feeling as I look, you know, as I, as mm -hmm. I lean into the place that feels scary to lean into is the possibility for embarrassment, shame, doing something wrong. Like it's, it's as if, if we look too closely, the stakes feel like they get higher. Mm. And if the stakes get higher, like it, it's interesting. I don't actually like, I can feel even as I feel into this, I can feel simultaneously that I don't really believe this. I don't, I don't believe that I, that I don't have the capability to like, you know, it's, it's almost like a, a relic, a family energy mm -hmm. relic that someone will not be able to survive, that they'll be hurt by if the intimacy grows and somebody messes things up or there is someone shames another mm -hmm. person that the hurt will be more then they can stand or that they will be like damaged. Mm -hmm. And I may be talking too much in generalities. I'm not sure. So if that makes sense to you. Yeah, I can say what my, yeah, my experience listening to you. Um, well, one, there was this like manager part that was like, okay, wait, how far, like, how far mm -hmm. down the rabbit hole do you want to go? A little part me and you and you know, oh yeah, how much does it start to get into therapy like? And my little man, mm -hmm. my boundary manager just all worried about, there's a part that worries how this will be perceived on a podcast. You know, like, I don't know, there was a whole, it wasn't super strong, but that was there. But then I was softening and you were, I was really like in my body. And I'm aware often when I ask someone a question like that, a facilitative type question, right? Like, what is the fear? Like really, you know, confronting the fear just to get deeper with what the fear is. I 
ask myself, you know, I'm like, I'm processing it too. So I'm, I'm touching into the place in me, you're, you're there. And I'm going to a place in me like, Oh, what, what is my fear of that intimacy? Right? Like I'm sitting right on that edge with you. So it's like, I don't know, I guess. Yeah. Now here's the image. Like we're both sitting off by the edge of a cliff, you know, and you're like, Oh, I'm scared by the edge of this cliff. And like, there's one part of me, one part of my brain is like, oh, what is this like for you? What's your fear of sitting by this cliff? And then the, while, you, while I'm asking you that, I'm sitting next to you going, what am I afraid of on the edge of this cliff, right? So I'm sitting there with you. And what the sense was is like, I'm going to use the word enmeshment, but that's a kind of a, but it was like, if, if I'm really open and the, my, my protectors are standing down and we, our hearts are open and the word intimacy, as you were saying, I'm letting you in, right? So what, and it's very similar to what you were saying. It's like, what comes up in this space will impact me. If you suddenly got really critical towards me, you know, like, or something, and you got, that it would touch me in a very deep place. Now, the parts of, there are parts that could worry about that, when I'm in this heart space, there is this knowing, and even as you were naming all those fears that the parts had from their legacy burdens, their, their family narratives about emotional pain, there was this knowing in me that it's all okay. Like, even if that happened, that not only would not be bad, that would be okay. It would be painful. I would do some healing around it, right? Like I could almost lay out the part would come forward with its protective narrative of like, oh, what if, you know, what if Jess said something really painful, shameful towards me, critical, that's my fears. You know, something shameful came up in me and you, you know, your face turned to that disgust. Like, why would you say something like that or something like that? Right. And none of that feels like a realistic fear, but there's that part that like, what if we get into this intimate space and something like that arises, which has happened in my family history that there's memories of that happening with my dad coming forward. Staying here though with you, well, that, hold on, that threw my system off a little bit. I want to take a breath with that. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm going to be transparent here. What I know this happened, there was almost like I was on a track and then that memory of what happened when my father came in and there was this quick, okay, yeah, well, we don't want to go there. That's going to be, I, I was, I, I, I was on this, I was telling a story where I was, you know, this part was saying something and then this kind of that energy came in and almost felt like a glitch, <laughs> like in the matrix, right? Like that little moment, like, whoop, wait, and the part's like, I want to go back, but I can feel something shifted, right? I can feel there was a little glitch in the matrix. So I talk a pause there. And I literally, in those moments, I'm just bringing my awareness to my body, really dropping into my in the moment experience here. Now the the words are coming back very naturally, which were, there was, as I was listening to you, there was this trust in my experience of the moment, meaning if any of that happened, that I would feel it, I would be present to it. And, oh yeah, I would heal from, like I would, and, and that would be healing. Like it would be good. Like in all my, even though it wouldn't feel good, I have this sense of like, it would be good. And because of all my experience of healing, like spending time in the places where I felt that deep hurt and being present to it has that, those are the things that have led me to be where I am. It is good. Right. And it's okay. It's really intimacy is okay. You know, like, and there's this, 
I'm verbalizing that very clearly, but it was not that verbal. It was a felt sense, like of a little bit of tinge of fear and a little bit of like, it's okay in the body. Like just, it's okay. It's good in fact. And then also this kind of knowing too, trust, like that's not here, but if, if any of that energy did come up, it would be okay. Like I would stay with it. You would stay with your process. That would be okay. Yeah. Welcome for the, to the ride. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Oh my goodness. You just never know what you're going to find uh, when you take a new path. Yeah. So as you were talking, I felt a lot of like calming in my system. I felt, I guess, I guess I wasn't conscious of it before, but when I was talking, I felt like I was kind of out on a limb and you asked me the question and I said, yeah, yeah. Right. So I was literally walking to the edge of the cliff. Right. And talking about the experience. And then you said, here I am sitting next to you. And you started talking about your experience. And I felt so much calming in my system. I was like, oh, this is okay. This is okay. I, I, I don't feel so exposed because I'm not here alone. And even if I was here alone, I was actually soothing myself. Okay. It just was a different experience than when you, when I felt it in my system that you were joining me in the experience rather than standing back and watching me. Right. That felt, felt really joyful and happy and calm. And, and then I became, as you were continuing to talk and I was still having that experience of really appreciating what you were saying and, and appreciating how well you were articulating it. I had this other experience. It was like, <laughs> oh shit, there's an audience. There's this whole third other entity that's watching this. Oh no, that's a whole other thing. And, and I, I didn't even get clear about what it was, but it felt like it's one thing to, 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 to name that you matter to me, I matter to you, we affect each other, we, um, and, and we can, there's a history, there's a, there's a slowly shared and grown trust between us, and we're talking about that. It's a funny thing to think, we would probably never say this to each other if there wasn't an audience. I don't know, maybe we would, maybe we wouldn't. We wouldn't be having this particular conversation, probably. Because there's this other energy, which is listeners. And then I was just sort of, I guess, having some different sort of energies. They don't feel as specific necessarily as you naming, you know, something with your father and then taking a moment with that. It was more general family dynamics in a very general sense of, I didn't see intimacy between my parents. If it existed, it was very well hidden. Right. So then I just could feel that in my system, the, the hidden nature that, that, that if you, if you matter to each other, you don't want to let other people know. And so there was just this sort of awareness of like, well, that's, and I, I didn't, it's interesting. Like, as I'm talking about it, it feels very much right now in the realm of my mind telling you something that I have a vague awareness of, and it feels impactful to my system something in me that's like, I don't really want to look too closely at that right now. It feels a little confusing. It feels a little, I don't know how to talk about it and not maybe say something I didn't mean to say out loud or something, you know, like it feels mm -hmm. like real uncharted territory. Like, mm -hmm. and I do have some curiosity, but part of me is like, um, let's go <laughs> over here now. <laughs> you didn't see nothing. <laughs> Well, I'll take that uh, cue. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Wow. Um, a number of things came up 
in my mind as I was hearing you, but one, the overall energy was <laughs> really wanting to attune to you emotionally. And so again, making my mind transparent, my therapeutic mind transparent, something I learned from like reading a lot of attachment books. I'm not into attachment theory in terms of like the classification, anxious, avoidant, the, that stuff bores me to tears. I don't, I, I hate typology. I'm not a typologist. I don't like that stuff that much. Very little, uh, it just doesn't spark things for me and I get tired. It, it doesn't seem to help me practically personally. Although I get it has value for lots of people, so that's great. What does come up for me around attachment from reading over and over and over, it was like the importance of attunement and tracking what's happening and the 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 role in relationship um, from the primary caregiver to a child, right? Like to really be aware and attuned to what the child is feeling. And that's what the child at some level just wants. It wants, wants its emotional experience to be resonated with, to be gotten. The child's upset and wants to make sure that the parent knows the child is upset, right? Like that it's being gotten. Um, that's a really important aspect that I kept seeing. And so I would consciously bring that into my healing sessions, my therapy, you know, my, 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 pra my practice, where I just want to tune into the other person, just be with them emotionally and make sure that they're, I'm really getting what's happening for them in the now and that they're getting to some degree that I'm getting it. Right. And like that, just that is like this bombing energy in the now it's like this connective force like okay you're feeling frustrated right now okay i see that and then maybe i'll respond with what i'm getting but to what i'm feeling in response or with that but at one level there's this one place that just wants to be attuned to and get the other because i know the value of that in the relationship bond so that was happening right like i was just like oh what is just feeling right now when she's saying you know her experience and i'm hearing whatever's there i'm just taking it in so one, I was receiving you at that level. Two, see if I can remember what my two was. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, it was more content. Um, oh, could you remind me what you were, what the content was you were saying again? I forgot. I was talking about the the audience being this third entity. I had talked about would we have even had this conversation if there wasn't an uh, audience? Would we have? I had a little like. Oh, bristle. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> bristle. for sure. <laughs> um, only because like that's um, what came up for me is like, oh, this is what I, I try to, and maybe I need to make more clear. I want for authentic connection that this is something that we can do, right? In the groups to just start, hey, what, what is, what's here in our relationship? What's the nature of our relationship? What do we know this? just to explore it. Not that there is a problem, but just to get comfortable with the exploration of, wow, what do, you, what do you mean to me? What do I mean to you? What do I notice in how you relate to me? What do I notice that brings up in me? Good, bad, ugly, indifferent, doesn't, you know, um, not, I think we have a tendency to, not you and I, but us, you know, like we don't talk about relationship unless there's a problem often, you right. know? It's really helpful to explore things the positive things, neutral things, curious things, just to get comfortable with the energy of having the content being the relationship, just being comfortable with that. And there is bucking, like you said, you have some family norms and narratives that you don't do that, right? It's inappropriate to actually discuss your relationship or that says something about intimacy or some, we all have these certain cultural narratives. It's not normal to one, 
talk about your feelings. That's not <laughs> typically socially acceptable. Talk about what's happening in the now. No, no, no. That makes people uncomfortable. You don't do that, right? You don't talk about your relationship directly. You you do everything indirectly. That's what makes people keep people comfortable. There are all these kind of social norm rules of how to engage that we are calling into the light to challenge, to to understand that they have a role that that makes sense. They're, and we're not trying to throw all that out and say never, you know, you pay attention to that. That's social appropriateness in quotes. Sure, that makes sense. But it, but also to know that that is an arbitrary thing doesn't have any absolute. It's just an arbitrary kind of set of social agreements that we have that can, those are there, they're not rules, right? And we can, in moments, decide when to, we could have care for tra- transgressing those social norms can bring up feelings in others and we can be caring towards that and, and aware of the impact of that. We want to hold space for that and challenge it at the same time. And being aware that, that you know, you had earlier said, you, Frank, practicing this with people who aren't practicing, what is that like? And et cetera, et cetera. And this is, that's part of it. It's just being aware, like, oh, when I, when I do choose to say what I'm feeling in the moment or name what's happening in a relationship, that it's going to bring up some discomfort in the other and making space for that, not making a narrative about that, like just being like, that's okay. That's ex- to be expected that this might make someone uncomfortable a little bit. I'm going to bring care to that and, and maybe bring some attention to that for myself at the very least. Anyway, I'm going to stop <laughs> talking, see what's coming up and what's happening in you. Yeah. So what I became aware of that I wasn't really conscious of as you were talking was some assumptions that my mind has about relational dynamics. When I am in a group, I think of myself as one of the kids in the group and that you're like the parent. And here in this space, I think of us more as peers, whether that's siblings or, or parents and the listeners or the kids or something. And I don't think I was even conscious of that, right? Mm-hmm. I, I, was, I wasn't even thinking of the difference or, or that my mind was naming it like that. So that was just really interesting. And, and I felt some, again, I've been thinking about the audience a lot today, which is interesting. I I imagine, and maybe even me when I'm an audience member later listening to this recording, the value of, of this conversation and the value of we're like, we're like breaking the rules. I, I appreciate that. You said we do it gently. We do it with care, but part of me still thinks it's these rules that no one even says these are the rules, but we kind of know they're the rules. They're the social norms. And we are consciously and gently and deliberately and intentionally, mm-hmm. you know, intentionally walking toward these things and, and asking questions and looking closer. And of course it can be uncomfortable sometimes. And somehow you naming that my system was like, yes, of course, this is uncomfortable and strange. Mm-hmm. It just all made a lot of sense when you named it like that. Yeah. It felt really good. Yeah. And I- you know, for the listener, I, I love when you bring the listener in. It, it, I, it just such, so open, expands my consciousness so much to imagine you, the listener, whoever you are. And one, the, the one thing that was coming to me was like the awareness of the uncomfortability. There are places in this conversation that will become uncomfortable. They will feel uncomfortable. 
and that's okay. And matter of fact, that's really good, right? If well, hopefully it's not too uncomfortable, <laughs> but yeah, a little bit of discomfort. That's a really good place to be. And if you noticed any places in this conversation today that quote unquote made you uncomfortable, right? And that's, that's another trope that we use linguistically as a culture, right? Where it puts the it puts the action here, but we're going to shift that. Like if it, br- it brought up, it, it inspired some sensation that felt uncomfortable in your body or something that didn't feel, you know, off or something. That's a great place for you to explore. Those are the places we, I really want to sit with when I feel something like, Ooh, there's something there. That's, that's a sign of life. That's a sign of meaning. That's a sign of something important to be listened to good, bad, or indifferent, just something that really wants attention in you. So those places in you, the listener, those places in you, Jess, those places in me that might've felt a little, Ooh, I don't know. Those are the, those are great places to really pause and just breathe into, just really breathe into and be, because I'm going to use the word tolerate, tolerate, but I mean this in the most, the kind of highest version of the word tolerance when we can be with those places on, of uncomfortability, we learn to be tolerant, to tolerate those emotional states. And those are all the places where the most amazing things happen, the, the hardest things happen, right? It's, it's the places when we do get too scared of intimacy with the people we love the most. That's the place you want to be able to just take a really big pause and breath in the place where I'm, I'm, I love someone, but I might want to run away from them in this moment. That's just the place I really want to be really comfortable with being intimate with myself in, in that space and just flexing that muscle. If something came up for you in this podcast that, that inspired a little bit of tingling in the belly that a part of your brain said, Ooh, I don't like that. (laughs) It's a great place to take a little pause in the beat because that your ability to be with that sensation is going to help you in every relationship in your life. It doesn't mean that you're going to have to stay in relationships that are bad for you. That's, that's never what we're saying, or that doesn't, that don't feel good. We're just saying being able to sit and pause, you're going to be able to get a lot of clarity and your choices are going to become more clear and more easy and more in flow with your own life, just through that pausing and listening. So those places in here that came up, that's an, that's an opportunity for you, the listener, for me. Uh, I'll, I'll stop there. I had more, but I'm just going to stop there. Well, I think that's, I mean, I'd be happy to listen to more. I don't know that I have anything. I think we're sort of wrapping up here and I just feel like what you are wrapping up with is such a gift. So well put important in my system that I have learned about and talked, explored and gotten better at and seen the fruit of less, you talked about what you, what it gives you more of more flow. And, and I would say just to name it for the part of us that is maybe still more dualistic or binary. It's less reactive. It's more spacious. It's like growing trust in your system to be with discomfort. Mm -hmm. It's a great practice. Yeah. It's the practice. (laughs) (laughs) I think. Well, oftentimes that, that, that's how it feels like when, when we touch on something that feels true, there's a part that's like, this is the truth. And I know that there's a million of those, the truths, but that's a, that's a big one. Yeah, and I, I, I want to approach this wrap up with a little intentionality. There's one kind of managerial aspect of me that just wants to see if we can touch on together some of the major things that we 
discussed here. So maybe we can take a moment just to see what, what pops clear in our energy of like what, where we went and what stands out. Just whatever comes to you, it just feels, uh, whatever feels important to you. It's funny what I'm noticing is the residual intimacy, vulnerability, discomfort in my system. Mm. That's like kind of going back to when you brought this up and then I responded and it's like, I put a bookmark in that moment that was like, I have a part that's like, why did you go there? Why did you start saying that? You know, mm. and it's part of me that's like the vulnerability around that. That's like, we're so not sure if that was a good thing or not. Right. So I can feel my energy sort of a little bit stuck and swirling there. Mm. And, and I, I, I feel a care and a curiosity mm -hmm. around that. And like a, mm -hmm. a sense that when we close this down, that's still going to be present in my system. And I'm just, I don't know exactly what I'm going to do, but I'm going to try and be with it and walk with yeah. it. Yeah. That brings up my care in me. Like, as you say that, like it, it brings up a, it's like this mixture of like a caretaker part that's there. And then just this deeper, just care and uh, presence, heart presence and trust in, in your process with that. I think I, yeah, this will be maybe a topic for another day, but my caretaker part, you know, I know this, I get to know what pricks his ears up. And anytime he hears someone's going to walk away with something that's not fully resolved in the now, oh, he feels a little bit responsible for that. Like, oh, oh, I'm, you know, do I need to help just, and I can hear as you, it's like, I'm going to be with that. And, you know, and it's like, oh yeah, just, this is Jess's path and her, her process and her path. And this is what, you know, it's important for her to come up and total trust in that. And in me, I have this real, like, yeah, that makes total sense that one would have parts that would say, well, what did, why did we go there? <laughs> why did we say that? Uh, little vulnerability hangover, so to speak, which totally makes sense. And embracing, you know, I want to, you know, again, that's like right there, that what that is, want to embrace that. So, well, that feels a really good note to, to pause on, you know, because this is the dance of intimacy. I think, I think what I want to wrap with is my own personal learning as we do this. We're talking about the content and the specifics of our relationship at times. And the value of that is not that the listener necessarily cares about you and I and our relationship for it itself, although I imagine over time people may develop to attach and care which would be great. I heartily welcome that. I would love that actually. And it's here for a model of a real relationship unfolding in the moment and to see the dance of intimacy, attachment and fear and to, to normalize all that. Like it's okay to have these moments of like, Ooh, we got, there's intimacy and I'm scared. And what does that mean? And, and parts that come up and my caretakers want to caretake for that and all that. And that, that's okay. You know, that's, being in relationship and it's okay we just embrace all that and be curious about it and be be kind and caring and gracious about all that it's just you know that's just that's part of the ride so modeling that and i so i i want to be able to take what's happening in the now and then see it almost like an x-ray version of it also and help the listener so that they can get the most out of what we're what we're demonstrating here so it could be most applicable to their lives um, yeah. and, and what, you know, their own relationships. So hopefully some of that's happening for you. 
listening. Yeah, hopefully so. I have one more thing. I want to name the things that we didn't get to talk about. Yes. <laughs> so we did get to talk about our relationship, but that's something that's always in the mix. But the jests. Yeah. And the, the retreat process. Yes. I'm saying that for our energy to keep that in the field, but also as a little for the listener, that might be something coming down the, the road. That's right. And we haven't forgotten about it. We will get to okay. it. Maybe. Maybe. We'll, we'll, yeah. <laughs> We'll see. <laughs> All Bye-bye. right. Bye.